And we are live, I think. Um, how you doing, buddy? Not doing bad, man. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. This is an overpriced pod, an overpriced popcorn podcast. Um, starting it off a little rough, a little sketch. A bit nervous. This is our first podcast that we're doing. That's actually like the podcast and not just a reaction to WandaVision. Still got Juan here as the co-host. We're gonna keep that rolling for um, as long as it's gonna, as long as this road takes us. I think we're we're liking it. We're enjoying it. We're having a lot of fun. Or maybe I'm just speaking for myself. I don't know. <laughs> nah, dude, we're having a great yeah. time. All right. So, yeah. So for this podcast, um, it's going to be, I mean, this is going to be more how all of our longer podcasts, it's going to be a, li- it's gonna be a little bit longer than 20 minutes, probably 30 or 40 range. And um, we're going to be doing it kind of in this format where we have some interactive segments, like fun stuff. And we have some uh, news that's going on in the week. Anytime I see some news, uh, I'll just make sure to like keep tabs on it so we can talk about it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen with you once so you can see my presentation. I know we talked about uh, last week we said we were talking in the in the uh, podcast like we had like we had video, but we actually don't have video. I I I, um, I jumped the gun on that one. <laughs> uh, we recorded it, found out you can't upload to YouTube longer than 15 minutes on a new channel. So we're going to be putting clips on there maybe for a while. And then eventually we are going to have video podcasts. I think that would be really cool for now. We're just on Spotify, working on getting it on Apple podcasts and everything. Check it out on Spotify or anchor, whatever you want to do. Um, so why can't I excited? Yeah. Um, so we also are getting a, a TikTok pretty soon. Uh, I don't have that set up for this episode. Just didn't have the time in the day, but, uh, yeah, so we're gonna be having we're gonna do a little news segment. We're gonna do a fun little uh, a fun little interactive segment. Then we're gonna talk about our movie of the week, which is War Dogs. So if you're a fan of War Dogs or looking at it, it's on Netflix, number eight in the U.S. today in terms of movies, um, and it's definitely worth a watch. You'll hear our spoiler-free review. You don't have to have seen it to watch it. We'll be spoiler-free on it, of course. And um, yeah, so let's get started. News for the week. Avatar is making their own like cinematic universe where they're doing, I don't know if they're doing live action or not. I didn't see that, but uh, I know they're bringing a lot of new shows and a lot of new movies to um, Paramount Network, which we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Paramount Network is an upcoming streaming service and they have the rights to a bunch of Nickelodeon titles like SpongeBob and stuff like that. And um, I'm a big fan of Avatar, so I'm really excited for this. Um, we're talking the last airbender here. We're not talking the other avatars also making a lot more movies coming out soon. Um, like the, the blue people, but we're talking about, um, the, uh, yeah. Avatar, the last airbender Airbender universe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very excited for that. And, uh, that's something to definitely look forward to. Um, this week we also have WandaVision episode nine, the season finale, the finale of the show, according to Kevin Feige, says that this will be the only season they do because WandaVision season two might as well be called Doctor Strange into the Multiverse of Madness. So that'll pick up right where uh, WandaVision season or season one leaves off. Um, lots of theories on that, but uh, we'll make sure to uh, we'll make sure to get our reaction for it on Friday. We'll probably late at night, just like last time, stay up, watch it again. Um and we'll just talk about what exactly happens. I'm so excited for this one. It's going to be the longest episode yet in 50 minute runtime. Um, I mean, not much to say about it. It's going to be super fun. And if you're if you're upset that WandaVision is ending, fret not, my friends. We have Marvel com- content coming the next in two weeks after that. We get Falcon Winter Soldier starting up. Um, you know, you kind of 
a soul for a soul, if you will, if you want to use the Thanos uh, quote, we lose we lose one division, but we get Falcon Winter Soldier, which is going to be incredible. Um, it's going to be so good. I love both of those characters, and we actually um, um, Anthony Mackie came out today and says that in Falcon Winter Soldier, we're actually going to get f- like flashbacks of Falcon's character and really see like how he became the Falcon, you know, because whenever we first meet him in Winter Soldier, he had already used those wings before, you know, so we're, we might get to see his first flight with them. There's going to be a lot of stuff in that, in that, in that TV show. And as always, we'll be um, doing reactions for that as well. The shorter episodes each week. Um, and that same week we get um, the Snyder cut of Justice League. Say what you will about it. Um, I'm excited to see what it's like. Four hours is way too long for a movie, but I understand it's not under normal circumstances that this movie's coming out. Uh, what are you excited for? Dude, I haven't even seen the original one, so I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, and I was gonna I think that you know, for, I think that's gonna help. I think yeah. if you haven't I, seen I, the original, I, it'll help. Yeah, I well, I, I obviously I haven't seen it, but I, I don't, you know, I think four hours is gonna be like plenty of fun. It's supposed to be like a, like a really short, like a TV series, so I think it's gonna be really cool. And I get more time to get my like, progression and stuff, so that's gonna be really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, we got our first trailer for Luca, the new um, Pixar movie coming out, and um, it looks super good. It's about a kid who's like a mermaid. I don't know if you call it mermaid or merman, but um, and they're like frowned upon in the city, and we're going to get to see a little bit of that. Um, they're using um, non-white characters, which is great. That's I mean, I mean they've really like stepped it up with uh, uh, Disney's really stepped it up in terms of getting different ethnicities in there and everything with uh, Moana and um, Princess and the Frog, stuff like that. Luca looks super good. I'm super excited for that. I mean, I know we're, and, and this is going to be how the news usually goes. We're just going to be running right through it. Um, this is not going to be how the whole episode goes. We're just going to be, I mean, it's not going to be necessarily in depth about any of these things. We're just going to be talking. I'm just going to be, it's kind of just like a news show, you know? It's like I'm just telling y'all in case y'all miss things. In terms of um, superhero content, She Hulk. Moon Knight, The Boys, Blade, Kenobi, and Thor Love and Thunder are either all filming or are beginning filming soon, like by the end of the year. The Blade one, I was pretty surprised by. I didn't actually know they were starting it that early. Um, But we actually got set photos this week of Thor Love and Thunder, and Melissa McCarthy is in it. She's playing playing the fake Hela. They're bringing back Matt Damon and Luke Hemsworth to do like a play of Thor and Loki, and she's going to be Hela. Um, I, I, it's going to be so much fun. I love, I, I love that they've kind of just revitalized the Thor movies. The original two were kind of dark and serious, you know, a little bit. And Thor Ragnarok was just so much fun. And it looks like Thor Love and Thunder will be just as fun. Um, Spider-Man officially, the new Spider-Man movie officially has its new its name, No Way Home. We had a lot of teasers for different, for different ones that it could be. Turns out they were all false. No Way Home is going to be, um, the official name, which I really like. I think it shows that, you know, like Peter's hunted, right? He's being hunted right now. He's being hunted by the law. He's being hunted by, um, by um, villains and stuff like that. I mean, he can't go home, you know, he, he, he has to be on the run. I think it'll be so much fun. Um, we also got news that Blue Beetle is going to be entering the DC um, universe in his own movie. Um, I don't know a lot, a whole lot about a character, but um, I used to play Injustice a lot, and Blue Beetle was like super cool, you know. And it's like I've I've kind of seen him in um in like cartoons growing up and stuff, but I mean, I don't know if that's this. I don't know if that's what DC needs for um <laughs> to revitalize yeah. the, or revamp their 
cinematic universe, but it's a start, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. And last but not least, which will which is gonna be one of our interactive segments for the day, Fairly Odd Parents is getting its own live action adaptation. And one today I have for you some of my personal fan castings for the main characters of the show. So okay, we're gonna yeah. start. Uh, I'm a big Fairly Odd Parents fan. I grew up watching it every single like every single morning, every day after school, and I'm super excited for this. So for my casting as Timmy Turner, what I what I wanted to do, I with Timmy Turner, this is the only one that I have multiple multiple actors on. I have. Um, are you there? Are we there? We lose you. Yeah. Are you there? We good? Huh? It's just you're you're cutting out. I don't think so. Huh? Okay. Here, one second. One second. Okay, I think you're there now. Oh, no. I think we're better. Yeah, there we go. A little okay. hiccup with the internet. It's okay. Um, Timmy Turner is the only one that I have multiple character or multiple actors that I think could play him because that's the biggest role I think I should have put the most thought in it. Um, the first one, a little bit old, a little bit old. Um, it just depends on how they want to how they want to adapt Timmy Turner if they want to have him as a kid or not. But uh, I think a great a great choice and somebody that's really going to be in a lot of movies we're going to see going forward is Mr. Tom Holland himself, Spider Man. I think that would be an incredible yeah. Timmy Turner. I think I think he brings a lot um, of that same energy as Timmy Turner, and um, so so I thought, but he does look a little old. So then my next thought, I, I remember um, whenever Spider Man was being casted in the MCU, it was between this guy right here, Tom Holland, who was great as Spider Man. I'm glad you chose him. Or Asa Butterfield from um, from Ender's Game, and I think he possibly could be something. And then so, then that's that's kind of more the age I think they would be looking for. Tom Holland looks a bit mature. Um, another person who I think for a lot of the characters in this show they should be definitely taking from from one show, and that's Stranger Things. Will Byers from Stranger Things um, would be would be a great um, would be a great actor to play Timmy Turner. And then last but not least, two characters or two actors that just got their name out there. Um, Speed and Wicked from WandaVision. One of them could now that they're now that they're, um, you know, making or getting the movies and stuff. I think if they want to go that young, that's the way to go. What do you think about that? Who, who, which one of those do you like the best? OK, so whenever you first initially told me about that, uh, my first person kept, can pop in my mind was Tom Holland. Uh, I think it's pretty yeah. obvious. I think yeah, his energies definitely matches that. Um, the dude from Ender's Game, I think it's a good, it's a pretty good choice if they're looking for like, you know, someone who's not necessarily going through puberty and, you know, yeah. not changing too much. Exactly. It's a solid choice. Not a big fan of Stranger Things. I'm not a big Stranger Things guy. Okay. So, you know, that's not my thing. Um, but yeah, I think the, the young route to those two characters, I think they're probably, uh, honestly, I can't pick, pick like a, another, uh, group of like young kids, you know, yeah. in Hollywood. So it's not, I just think, I, I think it would be, I think I would be very shocked if nobody in the show was cast from Stranger Things. I would be very shocked. I think Lucas could play his his one friend. I think um, I think you know it's like there's so many of them that they're just good kid actors that are well known. So I feel like somewhere in the show we're gonna see somebody from Stranger Things. For Mr. Turner, the dad himself, somebody, and this is actually I've had the exact fan this exact same fan casting since I was a kid. I just think he looks exactly like Rob Riggle. I think Rob Riggle oh as Mr. Turner would be incredible. I think he gives that same energy. He definitely can can be like 
the funny, happy kind of guy. But also, it's that same energy where he doesn't really care about the kid. You know, it's like Timmy's dad is never around. He always leaves him with Vicky. Yeah. And that's kind of the energy Rob Riggle brings. What do you think about that? No, I love that. That's actually that's perfect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they just look so much alike. I've always thought that. They look that. alike. Yeah, they look um, alike. They act like they're very similar in manners and stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that'd be a pretty good choice. Moving on to Mrs. Turner. And Mrs. Turner has to be bad. She's got to be pretty. She, you can't have Miss Turner if she's not pretty. You know, it's somebody that we all we okay. all definitely thought was uh, good looking growing up. Um, so for that one, I chose I chose the safe route. I went Aunt May, Marissa Tomei. I think Marissa Tomei as Mrs. Turner would just play the same role as Aunt May. You know, it's like, um, and yeah. I think that's I think that really would uh, fit her style too. No, I like that. So that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a good choice, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom May plays the best young mom, you know, or like Aunt May. And then she was also uh, the mom in Pete Davidson's uh, King of Staten Island. And she did a great yeah. job there. It's like, I feel like she plays a perfect young mom. Moving on, Cosmo and Wanda. You got to have, you got to have, these two have to be bangers, okay? And they got to be funny. They got to be a lot of fun. For Cosmo, I'm thinking John Mulaney. I think John Mulaney would knock it out of the park. John Mulaney okay. is, a, is, a, is a very funny guy and he has kind of that voice that you want that's like very unique um i remember like it's yeah. like i remember there's a lot of the characters in um in spider-man into the spider-verse i couldn't really pick out who their actors were but i could pick out john mulaney as uh peter porker right away it was like it was just john mulaney just has such a unique voice and i think that could really fit uh cosmo and for wanda I have Kristen Wiig. I think Chris and these two together, I think they would, there'd be fireworks. I think, you know, bring back, you know, kind of like Saturday Night Live vibes. And I think, sure, yeah. I think, I think that, you know, the short hair, she just dyes it pink. He just dyes his green. I think those are two great characters or two great actors or act an actor and actresses. Wow. That was a stutter. If, if you want to bring them on, what do you think? No, I, I definitely love like Kristen Wiig as Wanda. Um, John Mulaney, yeah, he's he's pretty you know pretty popular in Hollywood. Uh, his voice is distinct. Yeah, that's a good choice for for Cosmo, I think too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like I like I do like Kristen Wiig uh, as as Wanda though a lot. Yeah. yeah. And last but not least, I didn't want to cast the whole show. I didn't want to go too long. We got to have the antagonist, Mr. Crocker. And for this one, I mean, this one I put a lot of thought into. I think it's got to be somebody that it's like got to be known, and it's got to be. Um, somebody that can really steal the role as like super weird, but also malicious. Who better than Dwight K. Schrute, Rain Wilson himself as Mr. Crocker? I think I think it would be so well done. I think he would really kill it. Yeah, I don't know for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, he brings the energy like that kind of like mischievous energy for sure. I, it was between him or, or uh, Jim Carrey for me. I thought him or Jim Carrey would would nail this role. No, I think I think uh, yeah, I think Reynolds definitely the better choice of those two. Yeah. All right, so there you have wow. our fan castings for uh, the Fairly Odd Parents: Timmy Turner, Tom Holland, Mr. Turner, Rob Riggle, Mrs. Turner, and uh, Marissa Tomei. Cosmo and Wanda would be uh, John Mulaney and Kristen Wiig, respectively, and Mr. Crocker would be Rain Wilson. All right, so that goes us, gets us right into our movie of the week, which was War Dogs. We decided that we're gonna each week we're gonna be just watching a movie, um, not necessarily one that we haven't seen, but uh, in this case, it was one that Juan hadn't seen, and it was something that I hadn't seen until this summer. I think it was on HBO Max, and I really liked it. And so whenever Juan said that he hadn't seen, it, I was like, "That's a perfect way to start." Um, 
What did you think of the movie? First, first dude, reaction. Dude, um, I'm a I'm a huge fan of those movies where like you know uh, the protagonist is telling like their story. Mm. Um, so this movie fit right in there for me, and uh, I, I was a big fan of the movie, huge fan of the movie. Yeah, um, Todd Phillips directed this movie. Todd Phillips, and it felt like I have I have a list of a few of his movies here: Hangover, Due Date, Joker, Limitless, A Star Is Born. When you watch this movie, it really feels like one of those movies. The lighting, especially, and the camera, it's like they all have that kind of, like the filters he uses with, with the lighting and stuff, it just fits, you know? It's like you can take shots out of The Hangover that look just like the shots that whenever they were, like, over in Iraq, you know? It's like, you know, and, and there's shots out of, like, um, out of, like, Limitless that kind of look like whenever he was in, um, like, that Limitless has, like, a really blue tint to it, and it kind of looked like whenever they were in Albania. It's like Todd Phillips does a great job with um, all of his color and all of his lighting and stuff. The story itself was really good. It's about um, it's about two guys. True story, actually, which is crazy. Every time I see every time I see a movie like yeah. this or, like, Wolf of Wall Street, you know, whenever it's, like, a true story and they're actually just people this rich and doing this, it just blows Both my mind. mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's just about two arms dealers. They, uh, and it's played by Miles Teller and Jonah Hill and they, and they just been, they kind of just rip people off and it tells like kind of the backstory of what happens during a war. You know, it's like, you never think of war as like a, like in terms of economy, but there's so much money being made by these arms dealers selling every time that there's a war, you know? And so this is, this, um, takes place right after nine 11 and everything with, um, George Bush as president. And, uh, and it's and it's like the Iraq war and everything and and it's just about these two guys and they get into a lot of trouble obviously you know you got to uh if you're an arms dealer <laughs> so they get into a lot of trouble with a lot of bad people and uh in the end uh you know stuff doesn't always stuff doesn't go well you know as you could imagine um super good miles teller the thing about miles teller i don't know if miles teller is overrated or underrated where would you put him um i don't know either i feel like he's kind of right there in the middle yeah uh, i wouldn't say mediocre but just like a good actor yeah yeah because some people consider him really good but then i feel like a lot of people just don't recognize him at all as being good so it's like it's such a i don't know if he's overrated or underrated i like him um but i think he definitely gets outshined by jonah hill in this movie jonah hill's incredible and jonah hill is yeah. definitely underrated in terms of an actor I think a lot yeah. of people think back to um, like his super bad and like all of his Seth Rogen movie days, but he's been in Wolf of Wall Street, Moneyball, um, this movie, and he's played like very like more serious roles that have to be like super serious, like have to have like um, very emotional moments, and he and he and he nails it. I think he kills it. Um, I had a lot of when I was watching this movie, I felt like Jonah Hill was taking a lot of inspiration from like Leo in Wolf of Wall Street, you know, almost like he watched yeah. Leo and kind of just like took a lot of that it was like kind of that same vibe and um i think he did a really good job um the uh the like supporting actress in the movie is anna de armas who's probably both most well known now for her um role in knives out she was like the main anti or the main protagonist in knives out and did a great job in that i just hope i i, I just i just think anna de armas might be the most perfect human being on the planet <laughs> i think <laughs> she is so beautiful um but she really kills it. And um, I think we're going to start seeing her in a lot more movies. I know she's in the new James Bond movie as well. I think she's going to be somebody that we start seeing a lot more of um, just because of like Knives Out and its success. And then lastly, Bradley Cooper, who didn't have like a huge role in this movie, which is kind of crazy because he just kind of, you know, he's like an A-list actor. But um, 
I think I think he mostly just came kind of like how every director has like their their actors that they always bring back. I mean, I just listed off a bunch of Todd Phillips movies. Bradley Cooper's in most of these. Um, Limitless, The Star Is Born, Hangover, and then War Dogs. Um, he's 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 so good, and uh, especially in A Star Is Born. That A Star Is Born might be one of my favorite movies of all time. I absolutely love that, and I love what Bradley Cooper does in that movie. But overall, what would you give it out of ten? Off the top, first. Impression. I just on the top. Uh, are we doing like are we doing a full ten point? Or are we doing like points or what? Yeah, like decimals. Okay, uh, definitely. Okay. At least no lower than an 8.8 for sure. No lower than an 8.8? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I'd say probably about the same. 8.8, that sounds right. I don't think it's a 9 out of 10 movie, but it's it's definitely close. Um, I think it's severely underrated for sure because I just don't hear enough people talking about it, like saying that it's one of their favorite movies when it definitely should be people's favorite, some people's favorite movies. Like somebody out there in the world should have this is their favorite favorite movie (laughs) because because this movie is very good. And I'd really recommend seeing it. It's on Netflix. Most of y'all have Netflix, I assume. And um, yeah, moving on to our last segment, which will be, I'm calling it the four-word game. I'm taking this from uh, Colin Cowherd. Uh, I watch a lot of his show on uh, on FS1. And uh, he uh, and he does a three-word game. After like every Sunday, he talks about like games and, and he describes every game in three words. I'm going to put a spit on that. We have a four word game. I'm going to be describing um, like different things in four words related to movies, of course, not football, but, uh, and uh, so I thought, I thought we'd started off lighthearted. I don't want y'all to think that, you know, we had war dogs on here and stuff like that. I don't want y'all to think that we're uh, super into dramas. I'm very into dramas, but I don't want y'all to, you know, I want this, I want this first episode with, with Juan to be uh, this first normal episode to be kind of fun. So uh, we're doing 10 Will Ferrell rules. And I'm going to be describing 10 of those roles in four words. Starting it off, the other guys. Alan Gamble, okay? Favorite. This is your, my your favorite character, yeah. Does yeah. not get better. It doesn't get better. <laughs> Will Ferrell in this movie is incredible. Every scene he's in is incredible. It. I love when Rolf, and this is my favorite, like, you know, you can kind of, you can kind of organize Will Ferrell's like portrayals into like certain groups, you know, like if he's like the, the, the douchey guy, or if he's like the, you know, innocent nerd guy, this is my favorite type of portrayal. Whenever he's this kind of character where he's just, you know, super nice, innocent guy. hundred percent. And this movie is so incredible. Obviously there's a lot more behind it than just Will Ferrell. It's not like he, he owns it, but I mean, he kills this role. Um, The other guys, I think it's still on FX. Go check it out for sure. If you haven't. Next up, we got a lot of people's favorite, Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights. Wake up, piss excellence. Okay, every morning this man wakes up and pisses excellence. Ricky Bobby in this movie, and that's more of the douchey role. I think this is probably his best douchey role. He absolutely kills it. I love I love everything about Talladega Nights. It's super raunchy, but um, and that's that's kind of what you get with a lot of Will Ferrell films. We'll get to more of that in a minute. Um where, where does Talladega, right, Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby rank among your uh, Will Ferrell portrayals? Top five? Definitely top five. Maybe That'd top be. three, honestly. Yeah. I mean, there's so much fun with, with this movie. Definitely go check it out. I think it's a lot of y'all's, probably one of y'all's favorites. Um, Cam Brady from The Campaign. I don't know if a lot of y'all have seen this, but uh, The Campaign's a movie about uh, two polit- politicians in North Carolina 
uh, just kind of battling it out for uh, a spot in Congress. And that's with, uh, with Will Ferrell and his co-star, Zach Galifianakis. I'm going to be honest, Will Ferrell kind of gets carried in this movie. Four words, yeah. kind of gets carried. Uh, Zach Galifianakis absolutely destroys his role. While Will Ferrell is more, um, it's more in those scenes where they're on the screen together. I'm, I mean, I'm just laughing more at Zach and I'm, and I think, I think this, that's probably why this movie um, didn't do as well in the box office as some of his others, because, or like, you know, like, and a lot of people haven't seen it because it's kind of supposed to, when you have a Will Ferrell movie, you kind of want Will Ferrell to lead, you know? And, sure. uh, and I, I don't think he does in this movie. I think, I think Zach no, no. really, really takes the role and, I mean, it's just, it's, it's really, it's still a really funny movie. I like all of these movies, you know, so I can't say anything bad about any of them. Next up, number five, Brennan Huff from Step Brothers, which is probably most of y'all's favorite, actually. Um, another movie with John C. Riley, apart from him. What's more iconic? Uh, this, this movie, his character, there's just nothing more iconic in terms of when you think of Will Ferrell, you think of Brennan Huff. Um, I remember when this movie first came out, um, I was going to go see it with my parents. It was rated R, you know, so and I was a kid and I was going to go see it with my parents and the movie theater would not let us in. They said, look, we know y'all are his parents, but we're not letting kids into this movie anymore. Like we just watched it and you can't come in like it's just not happening. So I had to go to my grandma's for the time, but I ended up seeing it a couple of years later. And, and man, it's still one of my favorite comedy movies of all time. And it definitely is just iconic for sure. Iconic. Be. Next up, got Jackie Moon from Semi Pro. I don't know if a lot of y'all have seen this. It's one of his older films. The Fro does it. I think I think Will Ferrell with an afro looks great. I I think I think that brings just a lot of humor in every scene. Every time I see him, I just want to laugh because Will Ferrell with an afro is just is just so funny. And it's like you see all these movies and you know his hair is super curly, but then when he has it like an afro, it just yeah. It just fits. Um, this movie is really good. It's less memorable for sure than a lot of Will Ferrell movies. Um, like I was saying, like I don't know if a lot of y'all have even seen it, but I personally really like it. So, next up, Ron Burgundy, Mister Ron, Ron Burgundy. Burgundy. I hate you, Ron Burgundy, and I respect <laughs> you. This is from Anchorman. I don't know if y'all have seen Anchorman one or two. You definitely should have by now. It's one of the roles that really put um, Will Ferrell on the map. As a as like a top as like a top comedic art, art, art actor, yeah. Four words are stay classy, Wells penis. Uh, <laughs> one of the most one of the most memorable lines uh, in the uh, in the movie is whenever he says that Sandy San Diego actually comes from like a Latin derivation of Wells penis, and then so I just mixed that with uh, his his quote, which is stay classy, San Diego. Um, yeah. Inkerman is still to this day one of my favorite. It's a top ten comedy for me. Most of these movies are, are like Will Ferrell's easily my favorite uh, comedy actor. It, it everything he does, it's I find close. funny. Yeah, and all of these are just so raunchy, you know. Um, but next up, we got Megamind. First time I watched Megamind was in, I think, seventh grade band class. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he plays Megamind in Megamind, plays the lead role. And um, the four words are big, giant, blue head. Um, that's kind of just, that's all you need to know about Megamind. He has a big, giant, blue head on him. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time, so I couldn't really come up with anything different. But it's a big, giant, blue head is what he's got on him. Um, yeah. Next up, we got Brad from Daddy's Home. Um, Daddy's Home, 
was definitely pushed super hard in terms of uh, like commercials and stuff and like um, advertising. But I think that kind of overhyped it. I think people had really high expectations with him and Mark Wahlberg yeah. back together. And uh, for the four words, I have Mark or John C. Riley. Which which one is better with Will Ferrell? It's tough to say because I think this movie is great. I think I think when Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell together, they're great. John C. Riley and Will Ferrell together are great. Each one of them have two very big movies. You know, I know John C. Riley and Will Ferrell did Sherlock, but that we're just gonna act like that doesn't exist. I, I feel yes. like this this movie's in the same category. I feel like this movie almost shouldn't shouldn't qualify for Mark's like you know thing. I think you, I think we put that kind of uh, same conversation with uh, Step Brothers and the other guys, and I feel like that's yeah, but for sure. So if you're building a movie, Will Ferrell and who? Oh, man, uh, maybe no. It has to it has to be Mark Wahlberg. I have to give him another shot at that. Yeah. I think his, his the whole buddy cop dynamic they had was yeah. was. The was, best I've seen. Yeah, and then I really like this movie personally, but I understand that it's not a uh, definitely not the level of some of these other ones. Um, Buddy from Elf, he plays, yeah, I mean he plays the main character in Elf, written by or directed by John Favreau. Um, the four words easily the most wholesome. Um, a lot of Will Ferrell movies are very raunchy. They're um, not for, like they're a lot of them are not for kids whether whether you saw them as kids or not you know it's not like the target audience um and there and there's definitely a lot of rated r will ferrell movies but this one is not this one's an incredible movie it's it's i watch it every year at christmas um and buddy buddy the elf will always have a special place in my heart and then i think this is our last one um this is james king from get hard which i literally had to like re-watch just like three days ago because I just forgot about it. Um, but it's actually super underrated. I actually really enjoyed watching it. It's um, it a lot of fun. It has Kevin Hart in it. And uh, it's about it's about a guy who um, gets pinned for money laundering, even though it, like falsely pinned for money laundering, who's Will Ferrell. And he's just been in a privileged life this whole time. So <laughs> so uh, Kevin Hart's character teaches him how, what prison's going to be like, even though he has no idea either because Will Ferrell just kind of assumes he's been to prison because he's black. Yeah, it's a big thing. It's super funny though. Underrated is an understatement is the four words. Um, I really, I really enjoyed it and I enjoyed it a lot more than I remember enjoying it. I think. Um, did, have you seen Get Hard? Of course, man. Of course I've seen it. I, uh, I remember the first time I watched it, it had to be back home. I was like when it first came out and then I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I have, I, I I might have to I might have to watch it again. We watch it, yeah. I think yeah. I think definitely because I think a lot of I I thought it was like mediocrely funny, but I was really laughing pretty hard at a lot of the scenes. Um, I think it's two of my favorite comedic actors. You know, I love everything Kevin Hart does. I love just like his. It's more not necessarily. I don't know. Everything that Kevin Hart is funny for is like his actions. You know, the way he talks, the way he moves, and stuff. It's like Kevin Hart definitely knows like the like how to act funny. And then Will Ferrell obviously does does his thing. So that's it. That is it. We are on a runtime right now of 31 minutes, which is perfect. It's just about where we need to be. Um, got through a lot. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. My Twitter is idkdefnotdrew. Wands is at the real one flip. Um, and then we have our we have our podcast Twitter at what is it? At, overrated pod. At overrated pod. And I can't fit that whole name uh, into it into a uh, 
What is that Twitter handle? Um, this is fun. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think, you know, we keep this news segment thing. I think that's what we'll do. I think we're going to open it up with news. We'll have like an interactive segment. We'll have the movie of the week. Then we'll have another interactive segment to close it. It keeps it short, sweet, fun, simple. Um, and you just get a lot of, uh, you get a lot of insight into my mind as to like, just what I, it's like, definitely this podcast will of course be super opinionated. Um, it's a movie podcast and movies are a, like, what is it called? Subjective art, you know, it's like, it's like, um, everybody's going to think different, but, um, I think that would, that's what makes it fun, you know? Um, so if you don't agree with some of the things I say, that's perfect. That's how it should be. Let us know on Twitter. (laughs) Let's go ahead and let us know. Um, and then, you know, we can, we can discuss it. I love, I love talking about movies. That's why I did this. And, um, yeah, so we got WandaVision Thursday night, two in the morning, going to be grinding, staying up for it again. Um, and then we'll have, and that'll be, you know, probably a 20 minute episode might be closer to 25 just because it'll be the ending. And there's probably going to be a lot to, a lot to like absorb, but then we might, we might, we'll probably just do one episode next week because well, like on a Tuesday or Wednesday like this and um, because there's just nothing new really I might do my I might do like a personal one I might go see uh, Raya and the Last Dragon the new Disney princess movie that's this week or that comes out this weekend I haven't decided if I'm gonna see it yet but I might go see it and if I do I'll make sure to do like a little short review on it just spoiler free and everything of course since it's brand new obviously I don't want to spoil the movie for you and then um but next week will probably just be one episode and then two weeks from now we'll have the episode on tuesday and then we'll get falcon and winter soldier which i'm super excited for we'll be doing just like with wandavision the recap or not recaps but like reactions and theories and stuff and that'll be uh we'll get to do the whole season so y'all are gonna get to see us progress through the whole season this time not just the last two episodes unfortunately um but i guess fortunately you know it's like we're growing we're doing better we're figuring things out and so you're going to get to see everything that we experience um through falcon and winter soldier and that'll be um a lot of fun i think closing remarks one no man i i'm i'm really excited for what like we got going forward um of oh. course unfortunately it's the end of you know one division but i mean i'm sure we're going to keep uh, keep going with these like you said with uh, falcon winter soldier any kind of future marvel shows or anything like that any kind of Disney shows, Star Wars shows, whatever. I'm just really excited. You got a you got a bold take for how or here. Does Vision walk out of WandaVision dead or alive? Uh you know, I think I think I think I speak for a lot of people when I say I really hope he comes out alive. Uh you know what? Uh, I think maybe alive. I think alive. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I hope so. I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope All so. right, guys. This has been a uh, an overpriced popcorn podcast. Um, having a lot of fun. Hope y'all are too. Have a great week, y'all. We'll see y'all next week.